say, people. This is the Horns of Imarch show, and today is story time. And today's story is from the celebrated jumping jack frog of Caranovas County and other sketches, 1897 by Mark Twain, edited by Angel Price, 11. Ninety-six, the celebrated jumping frog of Calabas County. In compliance with the request of a friend of mine who wrote me from the east, I called on good-natured, scurrious old Simon Wheeler, inquired after my friend's friend, the Ernest W. Smiley, as requested to I hear on append the result. I have a lurking suspicion that Ernest W. Smiley is a smith. And my friend never knew such a pyramidage that he only con- conjectured that if I asked that I would about him, he would remind me of his famous James Marley, and he would go to work and bore me nearly to death with some infernal remembrance of him, as long as tedious it should be useless to me. If it, if that was the sign, and certainly it certainly succeeded, I found Samuel Boiler dozing comfortably by the bar room. Stove of the old, dilapidated tavern in the ancient mining camp of angels. I noticed that he was fat and bull-headed, and it had an expression of winning gentleness and sympathy upon its tranquil countenance. He rose up and gave me a good day. I told him a friend of mine who commissioned me to make some inquiries about a choice companion of his boyhood named Leonidas W. Smiley, Reverend Leonidas W. Smiley, a young minister of the gospel, who had heard, who he had heard of, was one time resident of Angel Camp, asked that if Mr. Wilder could tell me anything about this Reverend Lewis W. Smiley, I would feel under many obligations to him. Simon Wilder backed me into a corner, blockaded me there with his chair, and then sat me down and wheeled off monotonous narration that follows this paragraph. He never smiled, he never frowned, he never changed his voice from the gentle flowing key to which he turned the initial sentence. He never betrayed the slightest suspicion of enthusiasm, but all through the instrumental narrative there ran a vein of impressive earnestness and sincerity which showed me painfully, painly that so far he's imagining that there was a, anything ridiculous or funny about his story. Regarded as reality, somewhat matter and admired its two heroes as a man of transcendent dreaminess and finesse. To me, the spectacle of a man drifting scenarily sen- sen- along through such a queer tale without ever smiling was exquisitely bizar- absurd. As I said before, I asked him to tell me what he knew of London, Reverend Lurinus. Though he smiling, he replied as what follows, I let you go, let go in, in his own way, and never into... I let him go on his own way, and never interrupted him once. There was a fellow there by the name of Jim Smiley, in the winter of '49. It may be, or maybe it was the spring of '50. I don't recall exactly. However, through what makes me think it was one or another, it's because I remember the big flume wasn't finished when he first came to the camp. But anyhow, anyway, he was a curious man. But always betting on it. Well, anything that turns up, you see, I could get 
anybody to bet on the other side, and he wouldn't be changed sides. Anyway, it suited the other man, would suit him anyway, because he got, he, so he got a bet, he was satisfied, but still, he was a lucky, uncommonly lucky. He almost always came out the winner. He always ready and laying out a chance. There couldn't be no sorry, everything mentioned. But the fella offered a bet on it and take a side, you please. As it, as I was telling you, if there was a horse face, you finish it, if, if you finish it flush, or you find him busted at the end of it. If there was a dog fight, you bet on it. If there was a cat fight, you bet on it. If there was a chicken fight, you bet on it. Why, I was, there, was, there were two birds sitting on the fence, you would bet which one would fly first, it, or it was a count meeting. He would be the regular to bet on Parson Walker, which he judged to be the best in Stockland about there. So he got, so was too a good man. If, if he ever seen a strider bug start to go anywhere, he'd bet how long it would take to get wherever it was going to. It would took him, he would follow the strapping bug to Mexico, but he would find out whether he was bound for and how long it would take was on the road. Lots of Boys, here I see Smiley. You tell you about him. Why well, I never made no difference to him. He he bet on anything that dangerous fellow. Parson Wilson's wife laid very sick once for a good while. It seemed that if he won't, if they won't go in to see her, but someone, some, but one when he came in, Smiley asked how she was. He said, he, he said. He's considered a better thing to thing to, to the law and the infant mercy and coming up on so tomorrow with the blessings of providence. She'd get real soon. Smiley before he first thought says, Well, are us are we two and a half that she doesn't anyway. Then fresh fish firstly sight Smiley had made had a mare of a boy called called her a 15-minute hag, but only in fun, you know, because, of course, she was fastened and that. He used to win money on the horse, so she, but she was so slow and always had asthma or December or consumption or something like that kind. They used to give her two hundred start and then pass her way and away, but think always the fair end of the race, you get excited and desperate, like, like and King Cavorty straddling out and scattered her legs among the limber, sometimes in the air and sometimes outside, among the fences, kicking up more dust and raising more racket about her, coughing and squeezing, squeezing, blowing her nose, and always fetch up to the cloak stand, her neck ahead, as near as she could, suffice for down it, the dam. He had a small pup, ball pup, that to look at him, would you think he wouldn't, Worth a cent, but sat around the only Henri and Lee for a chance to steal or something. But as soon as money was up on him, he was a different dog. His underjaw began to stick out like a castle or steamboat, and his teeth would uncover the shining ridge like the furnace is. A dog might tackle him and body rag him, bite him, throw him over his shoulder two or three times, and end direction which was. The name of Pup, Andrew Jackson would never let on, but they, he was satisfied. He wouldn't expect nothing else. The bets came and doubled and doubled upside all the time, till the money was all up. And then all of a sudden, he grabbed the dog of a dog just 
by the zit of its own hurts to freeze on it too. You understand only one oh, well, only just grip, hang on till they fall up the up the sponge. With the years money always came when they were on a pup. He harnessed a dog once and they didn't have no high legs because they had been sawn up by a circle saw. And when the thing was going going on far enough and the money was all up, he came he made the came a snatch of his bolt bolt. He saw in a minute how he had posed on and how the other dog and her mate had in the door, so to speak, and he appeared surprised and then looked so, sort of discouraged like and didn't try to more to win the fight and so got suckered out badly. He gave Smiley a lot, but which to say his heart was broke. It was his fault for putting out the dog. He didn't have no high legs. For him to take bolt of, which was a sudden independence in fight when he was nipped off a piece and laid down and died. It's a good pup that was that angel drenched and would make him read a name for itself if he lived. But stuff was in him. He had a genius and no that, no it, because he hadn't he had no opportunities such fighting he could come under the surfaces. He hadn't had no ton. I always make. Makes me feel right. What I think of that last fight of his and the way it turned out. Well, the thirty years, yeah. Smiley had rat terriers and chicken cocks and tomcats and all sorts of kinds of things. Till he couldn't resist. You couldn't fetch nothing for him to bet on. But in much you you catched. A fog one day and Tom took him home and said he'd calculate to educate him. He'd never done anything, nothing to females but sit in the backyard and learn a frog to jump. You bet he learned him. He'd given him a small punch behind, and the next minute you see the frog whirling in the air like a donut. See, see him turn and one some sort or another, maybe a couple. He got a good start and came down flat-footed and all right, like a cat. He got him up so, up, so the manner of catching flies and kept him in practice so constant that he could now all fly every time as far as he could see. Smiley said, said all the frog wanted was education. He'd do most anything, and I believed him. Why hadn't seen set down, down Webster down on this floor? Down in Webster was the name of the frog. It was sang out. Flies don't flies. The quicker you would wink, I spring down straight up. A snake could fly off the counter there. I flop down on the floor again, solid as a compliment. I fall to scratch inside of his head with his hind foot, as independent as he did, if he didn't. So, no way do we make doing any more. Any frog might do. You never see a frog so modest and straightforward as he was, for all he was, for all he was gifted in, and it came to the fair and square jumping on the dead devil. He would get more, over more ground at one stride than any animal of his breed. You see, jumping on a dead level was his strong suit. You understand, when he come, came out, that Smiley would have the money on him as well, as long as he had a red. Smiley was... Much is proud of his frog, and well he might be, for fellows have travelled and been elsewhere, all said they laid over 
any fault that ever they see. Well, Smiley beat the beast into a kept the little beast in a little little taste book box and used to fetch him down sometimes and let him go lay for bed. But one day his fellow fellow stranger to camp he was came across him with his box and says What is it what is it be that you've got in the box? And so Sonny says sorting sort of been different like it might be a frog, it might be a canary. Maybe but it's only just a frog. And the fellow took it and took looked at it carefully and turned it round this way and that and says, Hmm, this well, that's a good, good for. Well, Smiley says, easy and careless. He's good enough for, for one thing. I don't judge. He can out jump any frog in this country. Can't see. The feather took the box again and looked, took another look, a peculiar look, and gave it back to Smiley. He says, you very deliberately. Well, I don't see the points about the frog that any better than any other frog. Maybe you don't, Smiley said. Maybe you understand frogs, maybe you don't understand them. Maybe you've had experience, and maybe you are a little mature. As but there, anyway, I've got my opinion. I bet I raised 40 dollars. You can help jump any frog in Carolina's County. And the fellow studied a minute and said, kind of sad like, Well, I'm only stranger, and I ain't got no frog. But if I had a frog, I'll bet you. And then Smiley says, That's all right. If you hold my box a minute, I'll go and get you a frog. So the fellow took the box and put his forty dollars along with money and sat down to, to wait. So he sat there with a good, there a good while, thinking and thinking to himself. That when he got the frog out and prized his mouth open and took a teaspoon and filled him full of quail shot. Filled him pretty near up to his chin and sent him up the floor. Finally, he went to the swamp and sloped around the mud for a long time. And finally, he fetched a frog and the frog fetched him in and gave it to the fellow. He says, Now I'm ready to get you, set you aside of Daniel with his full fence, just with Daniel. I gave the word. When he says, One, two, three, jump. Him and the fellow touched up the frog from behind and the new frog hopped off. But Daniel gave him a heave and he started up his shoulders. So like a Frenchman, it was of no use, he couldn't budge. He planted as solid as the anvil. He could no longer stir. And he anchored out. So Molly was a good had was a good deal of surprise. He had it was a scotty too, but he didn't have no idea what the matter, what the matter was, of course. The fellow took the money and started away. When he was going back out the door, he sort of jerked his thumb over his shoulders. This, this way, Daniel and, and uh, says again, "Very deliberately. Why didn't he? Why didn't I see no points about the frog? That ain't better than any other frog." Smiley, he stood scratching his head, looking down at Daniel for a long time, and lastly says, "I wonder what in the nation frog threw." Off for, for one as something in a minute for him, he appears to look not mighty bag somehow, and he catches Daniel by the nap of his neck and lifted him up and says, "Why, damn cats! He was, 
He don't weigh five pound and turned upside down and he belched out a double handful of shot. And then he saw how it was. He was the maddest man he got fought down and took out after the fellow but never catches him up. And here is Simon Wheeler, heard his name, turned from the front yard, got up to see what was wanted, turned to me, he moved away and he said, Just wait. Sit, sit where you are, stranger. Rest easy. I'm going to be gone in a second. But while you leave, I think that the continuation of history of enterprising vagabond Jim Smiley would be likely to afford me such information concerning Rebel Leonis's W. Smiley. I started again. At the door, I met the sociable wheeler to returning. He buttoned hold me and we commenced. <laughs> Well, this, this is Molly. Had a yellow one, or cow, and it didn't, and I tell you, just. What do I. Here it was, heard his name, returned to me, moved his feet. Just sit with a stranger, rest going, I'm going to be gone a second. By leave, I did not think of the continuation of the history of enterprising vagabond James Smiley. Would likely be afforded so much information concerning Reverend Lewis W. Smiley. So I stayed away. As the do- at the door, I met a social reader returning and he buttonholed me with agreements. Well, this here Smiley had a yellow one eyed cow, they didn't have no tail. They just. It's so At the door, we took a tiny butt and hold me and recommended, well, well, was Molly. A yellow one eyed cow that didn't have a tail, only just, they just a short stump like a banner and a said, oh, hang, oh, wait, oh, hang, Molly. Oh, I mumbled, good naturally, and bidding the old gentleman good night, I departed.